Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, and thank you for joining us today for conversations and support for targeted individuals. Today is Sunday, April 26, 2020, and I am your host, Renata. I hope you all are doing well. Thank you so much for, um, for your patience today. I tried to get started on time, but I kept losing connection to my uh, laptop, which is not unusual. Happens a lot, especially around this time when I'm trying to, to do a call. Um, and I'm trying to do it from outside in the backyard just because it's hot and I want to get some, some fresh air. So, um, yeah, let's just get started. Okay, our Father and our God, we come before you this Sunday afternoon, Lord, thanking you, Lord, for everything you've done, Lord. Thank you for bringing us through all the trials and the tribulations, Lord, and everything that has come our way in this past week, Lord, and in, in these recent times, Lord, with everything going on. We thank you for keeping us safe. We thank you for keeping us strong, Lord. You thank, we thank you for keeping us steadfast and unmovable, Lord. And we just thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for the faith that you've given us, Lord. We thank you for the strength that you have given us to go on, Lord. And I ask you to uh, bless each and every person who has come to this call. I thank you for sending them to this call. We invite your Holy Spirit here today, Lord. We invite your presence here. Uh, I ask you, Lord, to have something to be said, to encourage someone, to strengthen someone, Lord, and to um, encourage someone not to give up, Lord, but to lean on you more now than at any other time, Lord. And we just thank you, Lord, for the victory over everything. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I don't even have a scripture. If anybody has a scripture, start to. I'm slipping today. I have a scripture. Let me get one real quick. Hold on. Let me get a scripture. Hold on, you guys.
Okay, Psalms 145 and 18 says, The Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon him, to all that call upon him in truth. Okay, God is there, you guys. It may not seem like he is. He is there when you're going through your hardest times, but God is there. All we have to do is call upon the name of the Lord uh, for guidance, for strength, for peace, for anything we need, uh, any material things we need, any uh, thing we need uh, mentally, because several people have said recently that, you know, they're going through some mental things. And of course, that is uh, easy to do when, you know, you're going through the targeting stuff. But God is there and he wants us to know that he will never leave us. He will never forsake us. He will stick to us closer than a brother. He's in the all of this. The word says he is in control of the, the good and the evil, okay? So even when you feel that he's not there with you, he is, and he's in control of it all, okay? Amen? That's Psalms uh, 145 and 18. Okay. Start two if you would like to speak. I don't have any questions of the day other than how was your week? Um, how's everything been going in your area with uh, all this coronavirus stuff going on? How is everything? Um, there has been conflicting reports about whether or not Kim Jong-un, who is the North Korean leader, you guys know he's really, he's a mess, okay? He is a mess, that's just to say the least. But um, there are conflicting reports as to whether or not he is dead or alive. They said a, a very important event in North Korea um, happened, I think, in the last, I don't know, the last month or so. And it has something to do, I think, with his father, like his father's anniversary or something. He was a dictator before he was, and he passed and went on uh, some years ago. But this, whatever event they have scheduled, it's an event that Kim Jong-un would not have missed at all and has not missed in the past. But he was not there. And so that led people to believe that something was going on with him. And then it later came out that he had some sort of heart surgery or something. And uh, some say that he did not make it through the surgery. I think that was uh, Japan said he did not make it through. But his own country, North Korea, is saying that he did make it through. Um, and then some reports are saying he's not sick at all. So they're hiding whatever they're hiding. Um, so we'll see. We will see. I don't know what that means for the U.S., but I know that everybody's trying to find out if it's true or not. Okay, star two, if you would like to speak. And I have a couple of videos. Last week I said I would play a couple of Charleston's videos. Uh, I'm not sure if I have one or two of his. And um, Ken Rhodes always sends me things. So thank you to both of you guys. I do plan to play a couple of the short, shorter videos for long. So I'm going to be playing those. I'm sitting out here in the sun, so it's kind of hard for me to see. Just give me a second while I try to get you guys unmuted. Start two, if you'd like to speak. Hello. How you doing, Renata? Hey, Charles, how you doing? Yeah, I'm all right. How are you? 
I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Sitting out here in my backyard, enjoying my little plants. What's going on in, in New York? You guys are well. Uh, the lockdown well, the day, the day, yeah. Well, the day is kind of cold and windy, wet. You know, uh-huh. raining. All right. Oh. They yeah. Yesterday was a beautiful day, though. You know. So you know, I was yeah. out, out and about, and got a lot of things taken care of. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, you know, mainly, you know, I'm going to talk about the um, the um, lockdown again, and um, I'll make it quick because you want to show the videos. Okay. So um, first of all, you know, it's just that um, I think that was lingering me kind of lingering um, all week was that um, something Jerome said, all right, and, okay, you know, he's up in Canada. I never met him, all right, but I can I, I really consider him my homie, you know. I mean, I mean, he's real, you know, I, to me, he's real cool, all right. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and um, you know, he said that, um, you know, he said a lot of good things. And, you know, he said that, you know, take precautions and stuff like that. And one thing, like I, like I said, kind of lingered is that, you know, he's afraid or kind of like, um, um, kind of, well, kind of, kind of nervous or if he gets around somebody and cause they death and all that. And, you know, I forgot to, um, speak on that um last week is that look um you should let the um uh, the the fear the all you know all the all the fear mongering um get to you like that about um you know you get you're going get around somebody and cause a death and all that because like I said, okay, all the facts don't add up to the fear mongering that's going on. For instance, I'll give you the numbers right now. Mhm. This minute. Okay. What numbers? What numbers are you giving? Huh? The numbers what did you of, say? Uh, the, the confirmed cases and stuff like that, and the deaths. Oh, got it. Okay, go ahead. Okay, confirmed cases of um. Well, okay, to start off with New York, where I'm at. All right. Um, confirmed cases is um two hundred eighty-two thousand one hundred. 74, death 1,600, uh, yeah, 16, uh, six, no, 16,599. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, um, I'll get straight to the United States. First, worldwide, in a, in a um, worldwide where the population is over 7 billion, okay, worldwide confirmed cases is two is two million um six hundred two million six hundred thousand fifty one a little mm-hmm. bit all right all right United States okay is eight hundred sixty okay and um uh eight hundred sixty seven hundred and seventy two all right so the point is this right and I can I can go down the line from each country. I just found this website. I can go down the line from each country. All right. And the point is this, okay? Notice how 
okay, they never talk about the survivors. They'll bring right. deaths, but they never talk about the survivors. Okay, mm-hmm. I said it before. Okay, and I can I can run off the numbers to you right now. Okay, the survivors far outweigh the deaths, the people who tragically died. All right, so this thing about you know this fear, I mean the fear tactic is what it is. All right, and um, um, another thing is that the um, there's eight there's eight states that don't have the lockdown that are no difference from the ones that did. So I found the people in those states didn't drop like flies. So so the thing about it, and I think I heard uh, on on one of your own videos. Um, now I think I heard you. You know about um, you know hoping that they don't um, end the lockdown too soon and all that. There is no, I mean, there is no um, premature um, ending of the lockdown because it never should have been in the first place. The facts prove that, you know. So um, I uh, and John. Well, I want I want to comment, Charles. Yeah, go ahead. Um, the numbers that you read off, um, not yeah. to minimize anyone who has really died from the virus, because I have a relative who just got out of intensive care. Um, yeah, I got an uncle who just with died the corona. So I, so I got a cousin. Right, right. And, um, okay. Melvin, Melvin, Melvin was here about two weeks ago on this call, and he said uh, three or four of his relatives, all of them died from it. So not to minimize mm. those deaths at all. Because I am one of those who believe that the virus is real. It was I believe that it was put out by the government, which government I don't know, but I, I believe that it is out here and it is killing people. But I also believe that um, through a lot of videos and research that I've done, that a lot of the numbers have been fudged. I think the numbers have been inflated. There are a lot of people saying, uh, family members, other people's family members have even come out and said, no, my father did not die from the virus, but they said that he did, but he died from something else. So I do believe that some of it is, you know, uh, fudge. Some of those numbers have been inflated. Um, exactly. So I think yeah. what you're trying to say, I think what you're trying to say is out of seven point something billion on a, on this planet, if we if we remove those those people who really did not die of the virus virus but they're saying they are that they did then it's really like a drop in the bucket how you know how much the virus really is killing people and again it's not to minimize anybody who has it or anybody who you know died from it but it's a really small percentage when you weigh it against seven almost eight billion people it's a very small percentage of the damage that's being done right you know so yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, okay. And I mean, to add on to that is that the main thing is okay. Well, you know, not to minimize what you just said, but the thing also is the thing is the people. I mean, it's a, it's a. You can say it's a drop in the bucket compared to the people who did have it that lived, that survived. That was my point. Yeah. You know. So. You know, not to, um, like you said, not to minimize, you know, some, you know, people that, the people that was lost, okay, because I got two relatives that was lost. 
buy it, but I got, I got a whole, I got a whole multitude that's, that's still living, that's still living around the kitchen. So, was something that John Masters said that was deep, okay? That, I mean, that was really profound, that I found profound this week. He said, you know, I um, notice how I went from um, recommended social distancing to mandatory social distancing to now coming in force social distancing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. You cut out just a little bit. Huh? You cut out just a little bit. Okay. Well, like I said, um, okay, it said, notice how it, said, um, it went from recommended social distancing mm-hmm. to mandatory social distancing to now yeah. it's, it's, it's going into enforcement so, social distancing. Okay. Meaning this. Okay. First of all, okay, there's actually ads and commercials now with um in New York, but um I don't know if any other place, okay, they want you to um make a call to them if you see anybody, you know, not practicing the guidelines of any business. Yeah, yeah. Okay, not practicing the guidelines and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. From from, from yeah. Okay. Then also, okay. This is deep. Is that in like in Connecticut and all that? They actually starting drones that will go um you know that fly fly around and take people's temperature from a distance up above, take people's temp or temperature. Okay, and um. You know, like do a, um, you know, like a biological survey on them. Now, who, now, how how are you going to get a proper diagnosis from a machine? Okay, okay, hundreds of feet above. Okay, up in the are air. You, a drone are, is going to fly over somebody and take drones, your temperature. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I believe I, I believe it's yeah, it's on one of the um John Masters of videos. It's on another um video too that I saw. Yeah. Okay. I definitely Jones. that one. Up. Okay, and and I mean, really, if the people actually sit back and allow this thing, okay, then hey, they I mean, they just get what they I mean, they get what they deserve. The point is this, all right, is that people got to start moving. Okay, I, I you know I I feel. People got to stop moving. If they can't make it, if they can't do no protest, at least um, do letters or whatever, make their voices known that, look, this thing is not going to be tolerated. You don't like it. You don't want to have it. You're not going to be tolerated. Okay, the, the big propaganda is how the country, people among, in, in the country, the vast majority is accepting everything. Okay, which has some validity to that because that's how it looks. But also, they could be, you know, painting it in that, in, you know, in that type of, you know, that putting that type of look on it. All right. So, I mean, people got to um, really step. I mean, step up. Okay, because this thing. I mean, yeah, they got the drones. Okay, monitor. That's crazy. Right. Yeah. 
So, okay, I hope I hope um, I hope that um, you know, people just not just wake up, but um, you know, actually um, put some things for you know, put some effort forward to do something. So, um, a couple of uh, a couple of more videos, if you don't mind, that I like to put out there for people to check out. One is um is New World Order upon us. Just a minute. Um unselfish behavior unselfish behavior podcast um um Riza Islam. All right. Then um mm-hmm. uh, okay I told you about the uh, Dr. Rashad but a butter, a butter. Yeah, he is so popular. Oh, he's popular. So many people have told me about him. I've, I've watched a few of his videos too. Mm-hmm. And another one is um everything that is happening. This one. Everything is happening now is on schedule. It's on uh, the channel of um video advice. I think that's one yeah. on my list to play today. I think that's I think oh, yeah? that's the one. I, I believe that's the one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um One World Together just a minute. By O D D T T V and say One World Together at Home Extreme Propaganda. All right. And then um there's one more by Kim Iverson. She just recently put out one that was very good about uh, how the climate affects the um, the, the virus. So, I mean, she, she gives a lot of details on it and stuff, which is uh, good. Just a minute. Okay. okay. I didn't write those down. But, I'll, I'll probably come back to this video and... Um, and write them down because I didn't write them down like I normally do. Okay. Um, more, more sunshine, less virus. Just a minute. Um, more sunshine, less virus, and you are really, uh, and are you really safer at home? Oh, she she broke down with some hardcore facts that that y'all should check it out. Um, Tucker Carlson, all the um Corona. Virus is lockdown really working? Okay, on um, Tucker Carlson, some lockdowns. Um, just a minute. Just a minute. Um, lawmakers want to stamp out dissidents. Okay, and that's it. So, um, you know, you know, um, like I said, people get a serious check, but okay, the fact is all there. The facts is all there about okay how how the thing and how the thing is a big scare and everything okay it's right there for you I mean so I, I don't know what I don't know what what kind of thing I mean really I mean it's all right there in front of your face if you want to look if you that's if you want to acknowledge it okay but right some people just want to play dumb or whatever but all right so. Uh, yeah, so I'll sit back and listen to everybody else. Thank you so much, Charles. You're always a wealth of information, so thank you very much. 
All right. Okay, star two. If you would like to speak. Let me put you on mute. Okay, let me get the next person unmuted. Hello. Yeah, hi there. Hey, Jerome, how you doing? I'm doing good. Um, yeah, respect to um, Chris. Is it Chris? Charles. 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 Sorry. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I'm just. Um, things are basically the same out in Canada here. The um, with the uh, with the isolation, we we're still isolating and. Uh, no, but uh, the supermarket that I went into uh, yesterday, I mean, not yesterday, last week, there was no lineup this time. This time everyone was in the uh, supermarket. I don't know if it was because it was less than 50, but it was really good to see. It was really good uh, to actually just go in to the supermarket, just like the old days. Uh, so you know, is it over there? Is it over in Canada? Uh, no, 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 no. But by no stretch of the imagination is it over. I'm just saying, for this uh, isolated incident, uh, we didn't have to line up. Last time I went to the supermarket, there was a lineup outside because yeah. they're trying to control the num. They're trying to control the numbers. Yeah. So um, this time I went in. Um, when was it? Uh, just the close to the end of the week of last week, and there was no lineup, which so felt so good just to be able to go in and shop there was still the social spacing and you can't go you know you have to follow a certain path where you can't go up and down as you would like you have to come around and down and nonsense like that is still in effect but but uh it just felt really good uh so the the week uh the week is good i just uh, spend it uh just relaxing and uh and uh you know just trying to keep myself busy um Mm -hmm. yeah so it's it's uh it's it's not it's not the greatest situation to be in but i'm just using it as a learning experience to uh to try and you know just take one day at a time and not let this situation get out of control because essentially like like all situations it all starts and ends with you your your mental state uh you can let this situation like overcome you and you become gloomy and you can lose hope or you can just get caught up in the negativity. But um, I try to use this as a learning experience to become, you know, further, um, you know, more, uh, I don't know, enriched person. Because there's so much that I'm looking forward to that I've made plans with, uh, with people that I know. We're just going to sit down and have coffee or just have a hamburger or just enjoy being able to be face to face, you know. This uh-huh. situation, yeah, it's it's not a great situation, but it's a learning situation. It teaches you how quickly th- things can change. Number one, and the things that you took for granted is now seems so. You know, it seems like such a far way. You know, far, it was such a far. You know. It was such a it was such a long time ago. It seems, but um, 
it's it's not been that long at all, and it's just making really it appreciation for life, huh? Let's say again. It really does give you a new appreciation for life. Absolutely. You know, like everyone is isolating and it feels like everyone's on a big time out. So it's hard to, you know, it's hard to imagine, uh, you know, life was not hard to imagine, but it's just, it's so surreal that life a month or two ago was so, it was so free, it was so liberal. And now it's just it's just it's just stagnant. But um, yeah, I'm just taking one day at a time. I'm still I hate to, I hate to sound like a broken record. Still doing my affirmations. Still trying to self improve. Uh, doing affirmations, meditation. And even though the karate is closed, I still do the exercise, my routine, and uh, and I go through my movements. That's great. Good for you. Are you there? Uh -uh, I think we lost your wrong. He'll call back. Strike two. Are you there, Jerome? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, now we can. We can hear you. Yeah. Yeah. So um. Yeah. The uh. There's always a problem with my signal here. It always varies. I think there's someone here with a with a signal block. It has to be. I don't know why the interference. But um, yeah, I just uh, take it a step at a time and just I'm just. It sounds. I don't. I hope no one misunderstands. But I'm just enjoying where I'm at. It's a learning experience. We're not. The bomb didn't drop, so it's not that grim. No one dropped the the atomic bomb. So it's <laughs> just a matter. It's, it's just a matter of uh, you know. It's. It's a pandemic. Not a great situation to be in, but it's not as bad as it could be. And it's just, That's I'm right. using this as a, yeah, exactly. I'm just using this as a learning curve, you know, to appreciate. There's so much things that I miss, you know. So when these things go back into full effect, I'm just going to enjoy uh, life a whole lot, uh, a whole lot more, you know, and do the things that I wanted to do that I was putting on hold. Just makes you want to go out and just get things done now. Anyway, that's all I have to say. Thank you. Thank you, Jerome. Glad you're doing well. Okay, let Thank me you. see. Start two if you'd like to speak. Start two. Hello. Hi, Renata. Hey Jackie, how you doing? I'm I'm alive. <laughs> That's about it. Amen. Oh, the targeting. Amen. The, the targeting uh, is really hard at night, but the Lord is blessing me to make it through. I wanted to say um, I was watching television and um, I realized that some people don't believe that that this thing is as bad as um, is what they're reporting, but I truly do believe that it's underestimated because they are saying now that they found out, they're finding out that some people who had passed away that way back in no, the beginning of November had the virus, but they didn't know it was the virus. They were thinking that oh. it was something else. Yeah, they, they were saying it on the news. 
that that, that the virus was infecting people here way uh, longer than first uh, thought because they thought it was only in China. Um, uh-huh. So you don't think you don't you don't think that it's underreported? You think that it's overreported? Yeah. No, wait. You think no, it's underreported? Under- under- yeah. Under- yeah. I, ha- okay. I have a cousin who um, her whole family they, her, her whole family has it. She travels a lot. She does uh, celebrity uh, weddings and things like that. And she travels to Atlanta. She works. Uh, she does work for the rich and famous. And uh, we talk, and uh, she told me that she was really sick, and she didn't know that was what she had, and she gave it to everybody. Her, oh, sister, had yeah. her sister had it. Her best friend had, had it. But she had it way back in November, and um, she's saying that um, different people's body handles it different ways. Mm-hmm. And I believe, and I believe that as well. And then uh, I found that they're they're saying uh, on the YouTube that there are a lot of pastors who are passing away, and they're saying that they believe some of them had it. You know, uh, Marvin Wine's mother-in-law passed away from the virus. Oh, I think um, BB and some other people in the family yeah. had it too. Uh, they had it, but she's the only one that passed away. Um, it was, um, I mean, Cheers, Cheers, uh, passed away from it. But BB's mom did get it, he did get it, and Marvin didn't get it. The only one that didn't get it was DC. Oh, my goodness, that's terrible! Yeah, I, I do. I never, I never really doubted that it was real, you know, I just don't know how it actually got out here. Um, and I do, well, I personally think that they might be not telling the whole truth about how many people got it. I think that they're exactly. over-reporting. But you're saying it's under, you think it's under. I, I, I under. think that it is because I think that it's been out there longer than first thought. And a lot of yeah. African Americans were passing away. You know, they don't really pay that too much attention to what's happening to us until, <laughs> I mean, I hate to say it. Yeah. But, 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 um, you know, until, you know, somebody important uh, who they deem to be important gets sick. There was an Indian chief on the news, uh, I think it was yesterday or the day before, from the Navajo Nation saying that they're losing their elders of the older Navajo tribe. And they have asked for help. And she said that they, they he said they won't give them no help. And he says they're dropping like flies. They're not even counting them. They're not even counting them. And it's not even a lot of them anyway, not the full-blooded no. ones. No, not not the older ones. I know she was saying that the older ones, the ones who, who know to teach the, um, uh, you know, them, the younger ones, their ways, you know, about being an Indian and all that, uh, they're, they're yeah. passing away. And she oh, was saying man. that we really need to keep our legacy because they're the only right. I don't really know how many there are of them, but I do know that um she's saying that the older ones are, are passing away uh at a at a fast rate. And also yeah. also um 
um, they should do, you know, if they can put a they can come up with a vaccine. I truly do believe some of this is, is, is what we had thought before. I thought, I think that they're, um, they're using it to, for population. And I believe that some of this, they're pretending they don't, they don't know what it is, but I believe it is. And uh, they're also seeing that they're going to have drones that uh, can take your temperature. In the, you know, these drones can be cold. Well, that's, that, that's what Charles just said. Charles just said that. I hadn't heard that, you guys. That's yeah. terrible. Yeah, the drones are going to be standing outside or wherever they, they be at, and you, when you go past, they can zero in on you. Because I'm sleeping at night, I can look up in my roof and see a drones blinking on my roof. And when I go to the restroom, the drone follows me to the restroom. So what they, what these people, the technology that's out there now is is mind boggling. We haven't even begun to even see half of what they can do. I, I um, my sister-in-law has something. And he's a he's a uh, TI. He's been a TI for over 30 years. And he said when he was in the military in the 70s and 80s, he said they had drones way back then. I never even had heard of a drone. Oh, and they're making us think it's fairly new, huh? Yeah, he says they had them way back then. He says so he knows that the drones that they have out here now is some boogers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And uh, also, I was watching the news the other day. They're going to have drones taking the patients through the emergency rooms now and taking their temperature and stuff so they won't have to hire so many nurses. Can you believe oh. that? Yeah, see, we're going into that whole robot era thing pretty soon. Yeah, because drones yeah. don't call off sick. They don't take, uh, uh, what do you call that, pregnancy leave. Maternity leave, mm-hmm. you know, they, you know they don't ask for raises, and they can get rid of all the jobs. They don't have to pay them either, right? Once they they make that initial uh, uh, sale where they buy them, that's it. Uh, they yeah. might do little, little maintenance on them from time to time, but um, well, it's going to help to enslave. Uh, humanity, you know, but they want to enslave the population and make sure we don't have jobs and everything. So that's another way of, of helping that agenda out. And also, I heard in the news today that Tyson Chicken, um, a guy was didn't show his face. He said they were dropping in in their plant like flies. Oh, that well, that's what they're saying is going to cause the. Well, I don't know which plant you're talking about, but the food plants they're really dying, and they they said that's what's going to cause the food shortage because they're the, the well, people are dying from the virus yeah, and they're closing the plants down. Yeah, he said that ambulances was coming to pick people up because they were falling out in the plant, and he said oh. they wouldn't. He said they wouldn't let the news people come in, and uh, and take do a story on it. At that time, but he they were they weren't showing his face. He was telling the story about what was happening in the plant. He was a whistleblower, but they wouldn't show his face. Mm-hmm. And he Man. said that um, you know they're saying they talked to Tyson and they said they're going to give him masks and gloves and all that. But the guy was saying that you know so far people were passing out on the job and 
and all kinds of stuff was going on. And they said because so somebody I guess came in, Osher, somebody came in and told them that they gotta you know, do some changes, and they're going to have to shut the plant down and clean the place out and and uh, and put out antibiotics or whatever, they, they you know, to clean the plant out. So because people were uh, calling in and complaining about what was going on, and they, they said they could not verify that the ambulances had been there. They tried to ask the ambulance people, and they wouldn't give them any information on it. But the uh, employees were, were saying that the ambulances were taking people out just to go to show you how much money some of these companies have and, and the, um, you know, how they, can, how they can have people's mouths shut about certain things, you know. Mm-hmm. If, if, if the uh, employees say that they saw ambulances taking people out of there, I can't imagine that they would lie about it. No, why would they? They're not lying. They've been saying, they've been reporting for weeks in the news that the, the people are dying at the plants. And they said that's the real reason why the grocery store shelves are empty is because they're closing the plants down because the people are dying. So they're closing the plants all the way down. So it doesn't sound like to me that that's just a drop in the bucket. I think that they said that they they have been underestimating the amount of people that have been dying. And I think that um, when it all comes down to it, when they start tallying, I think that we're going to find out that the numbers are going to shock a whole lot of people. And uh, also, Ricky Smiley, he came on YouTube and said that he wants the African Americans to stop being um, so dang on tough and hard and walking around thinking can't nothing touch him. He said, That's, he said, can't you see that we dying? <laughs> he said, can't you see? He said, don't sit up here. He said, he said, and fall for all this, the barbershop, you're going to be sitting up in there getting your head, your hair cut. He said, and fall out dead. <laughs> he said, y'all better stop. He said, have you noticed all the places that they're opening up or is, it, is in the African-American community? He said, use your head. Think about mm-hmm. it. The tattoo parlors, the movies, all the things, the nail shops, all the things that we like to do. He said, and we already dying. He said, don't fall for the okie You can go on YouTube and watch it. He's telling, he's good telling the black good people. Good for him for doing that, yeah. Yeah, he said he was saying he he was saying please. He said, you know, we're no we're no longer um, considered the minority anyway because so many of us are passing away. We're yeah. no longer a minority. We're we're just a drop in the bucket now. Mhm. And um, so I like him. <laughs> We, we what we have to do is we have to we have to stop thinking that things are not um, because of I that, think it's because of uh, the way we've been brought up to be tough. You know. Well, we, no, somebody. Well, you know, when this when this virus first started, well, we first found out about it, the general public. Somebody put out something that said that black people cannot catch it because there was a bunch of white people in some workplace and all of them caught it and one black person didn't. So they put out that, you know, black people can't catch it. So a lot of black people went with that and believed that mess, but that's not true. We can catch it just like anybody else. 
Me, me, my husband, and my and my son um, went out for the first time in 15 days. I think it was a, uh, last week, and we were in Walmart. And you would not believe all the brothers that was pimping through there with nothing on they over their face and nothing on their hands, like they just think they can't get it. And I just looked at him and I said, I said, you gonna find out if you be sitting somewhere in the hospital. And one of the brothers came on the news and he said, bro. He said, I had, uh, no, the lady, she said, my, 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 uh, the love of my life, she said, just had to go get a haircut. And she said, she started crying. She said, he didn't come back home. She said, he, he oh. um, ended up having to go to an emergency room from the uh, barbershop, and he died. And she said, I never got to see him again. She said, it was the love of my life. She said, he, she said men, listen, black men, listen. Listen, please listen. She's like, he, she said, and it's not worth it for a haircut, and it's not worth it for us to go around being so tough. She said, wow. so I'm, I'm going to let somebody else talk, but I just wanted to say that I truly do believe that things are just as bad or if not worse than what they're telling us because, number one, they do not want us to panic. Uh-huh. And have That's you ever true. known to ever really truly tell this truth to any uh, that has anything to do with African Americans? They try to uh, say that um, uh, you know Martin Luther King was uh, what you uh, a, a, a fashion. You know they try to say that um, you know they're always lying to to me to to the African American people is what I'm trying to say. They never really ever truly tell the truth. It's only the educated. African-American people who have um, some kind of clout that they listen to. The little men, they're not going to listen to us. They barely listen to the ones that um, that got the clout, really for real. And so um, Mm -hmm. Morton, Bishop Morton, the the pastor, the preacher, the one that sings, he was on there talking about we posted. Yeah, but then his brother just passed away from it. When the COVID-19, oh, no. yeah, his oh, brother no. passed away last week. And they were saying, no. I wonder if he still, he still feels the same way. And then the pastor who they arrested. Wait a minute. What was he saying? What was he saying? Bob uh, Martin. He was saying that, you know, come on now, come on now. Uh, you know, that trust God, believe. Yeah, that doesn't mean you're not trusting God because you got the bar. You just gotta get a cold. <laughs> that doesn't have anything to do with it. That's true. You know, we trust God and we get sick. I mean, we get colds, uh-huh. we get coughs, we get mumps, measles, chicken pox, all kinds of stuff. It doesn't have, mean that you don't trust God. And uh, right. I truly, and I, I had, I, I had got cancer, and and I trusted God. Mm-hmm. So, you know, things are things happen. We don't know why, but things happen to us in our life. But I truly do believe that we as African-American people need to wake up and stop trying to be so hard because it's taking us out of here. Very true. Okay, I'm going to let somebody else talk now. Thanks for not. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Start two, you guys, if you would like to speak. 
Hello. Hello. Is that Charles? Hello. Okay. I'll put you back on hold. Oh, that's my um oh wait a minute. Okay, hopefully I did not um, lose the last recording because I lost connection. Um, was that you, Charles, trying to speak? Let me see. Hello? Sorry if I keep losing connection, you guys, okay? It's not intentional. Hello? Try to unmute you. Hello? Ooh, okay. Anybody let me know if you guys can hear me. Hello, can you hear me? Okay, so it's probably not me then. All right, I'm going to go ahead and get started with the video, you guys. Let's see here. All right, this is from the master's report, okay? And I'm going to see. Hopefully, it'll come through on my Bluetooth so you guys can hear it. All right, guys, I want to make it clear. This whole shutdown is on a bunch of different levels. You've got an international reason for it, okay? In this other is the words, master's report. Our position Charles, within the global economy, there's a national reason for it, and there's a personal reason for it. And I've got this news report, and I want to take a look at it so you guys see how we're being programmed. We're being programmed, and people who own businesses are being programmed. And we're also being taught with this whole shutdown on a personal level that we don't have any power. The government has the power. The government is the boss, and we're not. This is, this is the whole psychological thing that they're teaching. Let's take a look. And good evening. It's great to have you with us on a busy Friday night. I'm Tom Yamas, in for David. And as we end another week of the coronavirus pandemic, Amera has reached a new grim new milestone, even as several states lift restrictions and gamble on reopening businesses. Tonight we remember... Now, notice how they talk about it's a gamble, because the big fear right now that they're wanting to put out to everybody is it could rebound. It could come back unless we're good little boys and girls and make sure that we follow all of their illegal rules. For the lives lost here in the U.S., the number now topping 50,000, more than 3,000 since yesterday. Now, notice how he said, topping 50,000. I want to keep, I want to remind you all, Bill de Blasio said himself 
that he is calling deaths that they presume to be. This again is without any autopsy or without any type of testing, presumed to be coronavirus, which of course indicates that the numbers are inflated. But anyways, we're still well within a normal flu season. And just a reminder, because I've had people say this, oh yeah, well it's only April and we still got the rest of the year to go. No, flu season ends in April. Now they start in on the 20, uh, excuse me, the 2020 and the 2021 season starting this summer. So it's only gonna top out about there unless of course they decide to change the rules and run it throughout the year just to keep those numbers going up. Hardest hit New York coming down from the peak still with 422 deaths in the past 24 hours. The governor is fearing a second wave in the fall, saying this could just be half time. Yeah, you see what I mean? That's the push. It's gonna come back. Yeah, got it. And I tell you again, people, the real reason for that is, the real reason they're pushing the, that it could come back is so the states don't have to lift their state of emergency. That's where they're getting all this power from is because they declared a state of emergency. And how can you end a state of emergency if all the experts say it's coming back? In Detroit, the sad funeral procession for a five-year-old, Skylar Herbert, the daughter of two Detroit first responders. Come on, man. Let's pull a little bit of heartstrings. Let's also make put some fear into you and I that our children could possibly catch it and die. And also, we. We need to make sure that people are aware that it's not just deadly to old people. The virus took her life. Georgia, one of the state's lifting restrictions, customers returning to hair salons, tattoo parlors, and bowling alleys. Now, I want you to notice, <laughs> everybody has face masks on, every single one of them. And then back here, where, where, where was it? Uh, with the gal. The thermometers, get used to it, people walking into it. Remember, remember TSA? You know, it's only for a little while. We're just gonna search your bag, search you. It's no big deal. Expect to get a brief medical exam, meaning your temperature taken, et cetera, going in and out of stores and such. It's coming, it's coming. And bowling alleys. Some business owners eager to open, others fearing it's too soon. President Trump signing the latest aid measure, $484 billion. Who will it help and will it save jobs? And with millions out of work, the long lines at food banks like this one here in Miami Lakes, Florida, and the unemployment checks that haven't arrived. Yet across the country, there is strong support for the measures in place. A new ABC News Ipsos poll finding 86% believe social distancing and stay-at-home orders are responsible policies that save lives. All right, again, people, let's get real here. It's the end of cold and flu season, okay? I, I've done graphs on it every year. April is not even a peak month, okay? It's not even a peak month. It always goes away in April. And yet, nobody ever discusses that. Have you ever heard anybody on MSM bring up that it's the end of cold and flu season? No, it's the social distancing, which should be called physical distancing, they're calling it social distancing, so it gets into your subconscious that you need to socially distance from people. In other words, in more ways than one, which I'm gonna cover some other time. Yeah, it's unbelievable. 
It should be physical distancing. I'm not socially distancing from anybody. I'm just staying six feet away, which, by the way, I don't do because I don't find this. A lot to get you tonight. We begin with ABC's Steve Osinsami in Atlanta, Georgia, speaking with some of the first customers as businesses open their doors. This is what reopening businesses looks like in Georgia tonight. Have you been in contact with any person diagnosed with COVID-19 in the past 14 days? Taking temperatures at nails. There, right there. Notice the questions. You get a quick survey. Every person, I want you to note this, okay? Every single person that they are showing has a mask on. Every single one. You're being conditioned. In fact, they're conditioning businesses that this is the way that you need to do it. So it's not just us, the people, it's also the businesses. Salons to make sure customers aren't sick, wearing plastic shields and beauty shops and wearing masks under those, keeping six feet of social distance at gyms. Nervous, anxiety, all that too, but you know, uh, we all want to come back to work. Regina Herschel says after five long weeks with no way to pay her bills, she was determined to come to work today. Yes, that's right. I told you guys this a month and a half ago. The government was going to shut this down long enough to get people to beg, beg the government. I'll do whatever you want. Just let me get back to work. What do you want me to do? Oh, you want some of my rights? No problem. If we don't work, <laughs> we'll be homeless or hungry. And that's not possible. So we got to take this risk. This was her first customer in more than a month. I trust my stylist to take the necessary precautions to keep me safe. And it's not just Georgia. Authorities in several states are now allowing some businesses to reopen starting today and Monday. I don't think it's too soon. Now, I want you to notice the term. The government's allowing businesses to open as if you need the government's approval. But remember, all of this was just voluntary at first until they decided to make it mandatory and arrested people, did fines, et cetera, but. No, um, I think it's about right on time. This is happening as the coronavirus crisis continues and the death toll in this country reaches 50,000 Americans. In New York State, which has suffered more than any other, they are not opening anything yet. People are talking about potential for the virus to come back in the fall, which means the game isn't over. Uh, which means the Again, game second could be just second a half time. So let's make about. sure we're learning the lessons of what has happened thus far. But at the same time, in New York City, the FEMA Field Hospital at the Javits Center is now scheduled to close next month. And that Navy hospital ship is leaving next week. Numbers are improving, but New York's governor says don't be fooled. If you say, well, we're done, can't stay in the house anymore, let's just reopen just uh, start business tomorrow. Let's go. Uh, what happens? That's what happens. All the progress we made is gone. Oh, come on. He has no evidence whatsoever. He has no data whatsoever to make that statement. But yeah, it sure scares the people now, doesn't it? It might all be about fear. They could be telling the truth. You decide. Even big department stores like Macy's and Gap that are struggling to survive say they won't open back up in Georgia just yet, even if authorities allow. The protests to reopen economies are picking up. This was at the state capitol in Wisconsin today. On the beaches in Ventura County, California, there are crowds 
Tonight, authorities are reminding residents that no sunbathing is allowed and you have to keep moving. There's a allowed. Remember, it's conditioning. No sunbathing allowed. Story out of Michigan that speaks to recovery. The two parents of these twin boys who were born premature at this hospital in Detroit are meeting their twins for the first time. Mom and dad tested positive for COVID-19. This is the moment when it was safe to hold their children. And in New York tonight, a gift from a retired Kansas farmer to the governor of New York. If you could, would you please give this mask to a nurse or doctor in your state? A farmer named Dennis sent a mask with this letter saying he has a wife with diabetes and one lung, but still wanted to help. Oh, come on. I'm not even gonna go there. How beautiful is that? An incredible act right there by that farmer. Steve joins us now from Atlanta. And Steve, there in Georgia, we will see more businesses allowed to open in the coming days. That's right, Tom. On Monday, both movie theaters and restaurants will be allowed to fully reopen, but we've spoken with, with a number of restaurant owners who tell us that they won't open their dining rooms even though they can because they're more concerned about the safety of both their customers and their staff. Oh, bull crap. Listen, if that's, mis if that's not misinformation, I, I don't know what is. So I've got a rest. I'm about to go under. I don't have any money, okay? Nothing. Because I've been closed up the last month and a half while government plays with our lives. And I'm going to be concerned. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I am going to be concerned, okay? I'm going to be concerned about my employees, et cetera. But that's not going to be my number one concern. My number one concern is to get my business back open and to start gen generating revenue so I can keep my business open. I, I, and people buy this. I'm John Masters, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. All right, you guys, that was one that Charles had told us about. It's called, This Is How They Are Doing It. And it was um, John Masters of the Masters Report. Okay, start two if you guys want to comment or have anything you want to add. All right, here is another one. I don't know if you guys heard about this, but um, the, I think it was Fox News. Two of the, the people who worked there were talking, and they didn't know their mic was off, so they had a hot mic. And they were saying something about this whole thing being a hoax and that they already have their vaccine. So let's listen to this, because some people are saying that this is fake because the, the uh, media would not have let this get out if they didn't want, you know, didn't want it out. So here it is. This is Masters Report. I'm John Masters, and you're not. Uh, hot mics. You know, the truth often comes out with a hot mic, and we've got the truth. And unfortunately, this guy here, John Roberts, right before he was going to do the Trump conference, he was on a live mic and just wasn't aware of it. This is what he said, and it's not just what he said, admitting that the whole crisis is a hoax. It's that... Fox continues, and I've got coverage, I want you to stay tuned for it, continues pushing the narrative. Yes, Fox is MSM. This is two guys talking to each other. Uh, 
showed that this particular C-19 is no more worse or contagious than the common cold. In other words, it's going to be one to two people out of 1,000, not three to four people out of 300. Huge difference. But that's not all. I'm saying it was a hoax. This is some government officials. So what this shows is that Fox News, again, if John knows, everybody else in Fox knows also, every single one of them. And yet they continue, and I'm going to show you a clip here really quick. They continue to push the narrative. They're not reporting, okay? They're not a news organization. They're not giving you the news. They're giving you the narrative. Watch this. L.A. County has been in full lockdown, a very strict lockdown, for more than a month. But a new study by USC, University of Southern California, suggests that 2.8 to 5.6 percent of the county already has had the virus. They tested positive for the antibodies. What does this mean? That's what Jackie well, it suggests was saying. that more than 400,000 people in L.A. County have been affected. Total number of confirmed cases, 8,000. We thought 8,000 people had got it. Turns out over 400,000 had got it. In other words, despite an unprecedented and strict lockdown, the disease apparently still spread all over. But fortunately, thank God, a few people died. What does that tell you about what we're doing? We should think that, sort of, by the way, the end of the study had a line that said, we should think through our policies based on these numbers, on the science. Meanwhile, some encouraging news today from Ohio. The state's prison system has a huge number of coronavirus cases, massive, really, but most have no symptoms. Fascinating. Dr. Mark Siegel is a medical contributor here at Fox. He's also a professor at NYU Langone Health. He joins us with more. Hey, doctor. Now, I'm going to have to admit, of all the newscasters, I, I like Tucker the most. I actually do look forward to watching his show. I'm well aware when I'm watching it that he's an employee there and he wants to keep his job. But I do think he pushes it as far as he can safely remember Trish Regan. Now, I want you to notice Siegel here. Once he asks the question, he's going to admit, well, yeah, those numbers are startling. But watch Hi, Tucker. As you just mentioned, in Los Angeles County, we know about 8,000 cases and 600 deaths. But a study out of the University of Southern California that's ongoing shows 4% of those tested in the county were positive for COVID-19, meaning the vast majority of people in the county who've had it, didn't know they had it, were asymptomatic. As you said, this projects out to over 300,000 people, not 8,000. So in other words, there are silent spreaders in the county. 
And in other words, the death rate is much, much lower than we've been talking about. If you think about all these asymptomatic cases versus the tragic 600 that passed away. Now in Heinsberg, Germany, they tested the town and they found that 14% of those tested, that's right, 14% already have antibodies to COVID-19. To develop herd immunity where, the, where it slows the spread dramatically, it's gotta go over 50%, but we're already on the road to that. And in Ohio, at the correctional facility that you were talking about, 1,800 out of 2,500 inmates tested positive, but only 105 had symptoms. So what are we talking about here? We're talking about a virus that for most cases is dramatically mild. We're talking about a lower fatality rate than we thought. Okay, what the doctor is doing there is he's acknowledging the information and yes, that it's important and it's something that needs to be taken into account, right? Now watch him go to the narrative. In other words, he's not making the statement. It's basically the common cold or flu as far as deaths go. But watch, now watch how he pivots. And we talk, we're talking about the tremendous need, Tucker, for antibodies to figure out who has it, who might be immune, who can reenter society. But wait, wait, you just said it's no worse than the flu as far as fatalities go. I'll admit, I do believe that it's more contagious than probably the normal flu. But the death rate, but we still have to reenter society. Here comes the narrative. We guess still got to prove that we're okay to enter society. Now, luckily, your next guest, Dr. Sims from Beaumont Hospital, which your producer, Charlie, and I know well, we love this hospital in, in Michigan. He's doing the largest study of serologies, of antibodies, to see who has it, who, who's gotten over it, who's been exposed to it. But the missing piece here is going to be who is immune to it. We don't yet know that exact issue. We have to figure out exactly the antibody test yes. to do so we can say, you're immune, you can go to a baseball game, you're immune, you can go back to work, you're immune, you can go to school. That's going to help us enormously, and that's where the direction has to go, Tucker. But why, Dr. Siegel, if it's no worse than the regular flu? Is it possible that you're doing a narrative? Is it possible that you really enjoy being an authority and people just eating up every word that comes out of your mouth? You love this new power that you have. But I am going to say this, though. Generally, again, I like a lot of what Tucker does. But after this statement, he just says, okay, watch. Fascinating. I mean, it's so interesting how our previous assumptions are so often overturned and, and, and thrilling to, to watch in real time. Doctor, great to see you tonight. Thank you. Man, if I was on Fox News, I would be so fired. In fact, Tucker used to be like that. Wait, I, I loved him way when he first started his show because he'd be like, that's a lie. What, what evidence do you have? He was actually pretty good until he couldn't get any more guests and then he chilled out. It's a hoax, guys. This is what it is. They're still playing the game. They're still pushing it. Again, I'm not saying don't follow the guidelines and all that, because I don't want to see anybody get arrested. All right. But um, yeah, as he says, take off your mask. I'm John Masters. That's my story. And I'm sticking to it. Stay up there and walk like a duck. Okay, that was the Masters report um, showing how the people from Fox News had the hot mic and they were basically saying that, you know, it's all a hoax, don't worry about it, we already got our um, vaccines anyway. Okay, last one, 
This is, um, Ken Rhodes sent me this one. This is uh, David Icke. And he is basically talking about, uh, we need to be concerned about the, the world that we're leaving behind for our children and grandchildren. I have not listened to this all the way through. So this is the first time for me too. I hope you guys Your children and your grandchildren are going to have to live in the world you are enforcing. Same with the military. Oh, come and fight for your country and we'll let your family back at the barracks in Britain live in total shite accommodation because we care about you. You're enforcing laws not to protect the public, but to protect and enforce the will of a cult that makes psychopaths look like Mother Teresa. What are you doing? Look your children in the eye. Look your grandchildren in the eye. And tell me that you're going to go on enforcing a fascist tyranny that is going to ensnare those kids as much as anyone else's. Take your uniform off. Leave the force. Now tell me how you feel about what you did before. Now you are subject to what you were doing before. You can't appeal to the psychopaths. You can't appeal to the morons in uniform. But we can appeal to the, the very large number of decent, uh, uh, caring, genuine people in the law, law enforcement. What are you doing enforcing fascism? We're at a point in the road here. What do the rest of us do? What do we do? Not for me to tell people what to do. It's for me to point out the consequences of sitting on your ass, letting a handful of psychopaths and idiots, because that's the dynamic, destroy your future, destroy your livelihood, destroy your kid's future and your grandkid's future. Mm -hmm. You go on sitting on your ass, and that is an absolute gimme. What have you got to lose? What is there to lose? Most people have lost everything anyway. So what you got to lose? You know, if you... Well, I said this before in our chat two weeks ago, but if you, if you are faced with a, an army coming at you, if you've got somewhere to run, you likely run. Army symbolic of this freaking cult and all its agencies. But when you end up in a canyon and there's only one way out and that army's coming through that way out, well, what are you going to do? There's nowhere to run. So you stand up and say, we're not having this. We're not having this. You want me to do this? You want me to do that? Well, I ain't doing it. Mm -hmm. Because when you've got nowhere to run, it takes all of us to, to do that. And you Stand know what's up. happened as a result of this lockdown? Humanity has nowhere to run anymore. So what are you going to What are you going to do? Are you just going to take it? You're going to let the tiny few do this to you? Or are you going to say I'm not having it? And I'll tell you what I do. 
I go out whenever I freaking like. Okay, me but, too. Um, whenever I choose. And I don't go near anybody because although I say they're buying a monumental lie, I respect their right and their belief that they're in some kind of freaking danger. So I don't go near them. I won't go near them. I, you know, I, I, I like my own company to like it. All I want to do is I walk out in the house, don't see anybody, get me car, I'll be home, and I drive out into the countryside. And I don't see anybody, the odd person, you know, nowhere near. Then I walk back and get me car and I drive home, I get out my car and I walk back into my flat, I don't see anybody. Now, I'm allowed that, according to these um, psychopaths and idiots, once a day in Britain, right? Once a day yeah. in Britain? Wow. They can only go out once a day I in Britain, you guys. Send me a uniform. I don't care what fancy dress it is. Send me a dark suit. And if they can explain to me why me doing what I've just described 10 times a day is going to harm anyone, even by what I say is your ludicrous criteria, then I'll stop doing it. But they never will be able to do that because, of course, it's total freaking nonsense. And the fact that it's nonsense, the fact that going out on your own and away from everybody, if you do it once or ten times a day, doesn't matter. You're still not going to harm anybody, even by their ludicrous criteria. But you can only go out once. That tells you what this is about. Not about health about control mm -hmm. and it's about a control agenda that's true that goes back ridiculous amounts of time and is now heading towards its fruition this is all in my books in great detail the ancient modern nature of this because this, this is not something that's new it's something that's now reaching its end game and um eight billion people nearly 66 million in britain number of people Locking everyone down. Tiny. I think I see a way out of this. What's the way, David? What's the way out of this? Us choosing to make a decision based on Everybody our own. Everybody needs to stand up. That's the research, way out. And our own gut feeling. Together. Let me, let me just say this. We got into this freaking mess through acquiescence to power. Most of that power, all of that power, is simply our perception that it has power. Mm. 66 million handful, I don't think it has. So if we got into this mess by acquiescing to the illusion of power, what's the freaking answer? ceasing to do so and then we'll see where the real power is and it's not david what's it like to watch 30 years of what you've been working on uh all come to fruition prediction reality in three weeks what's it like I don't give myself the time to be frustrated 
because that's uh, just drains your energy. So I, I just get on with it. And I see silver linings in every cloud. I've been aware, Brian, all the way through this 30 years, as all the laughter and the ridicule and the abuse, that it had to get real bad before enough minds were focused on the fact that this world is not like they thought it was and it's not run by the forces of God. Yeah. So I see this not just as a danger, but certainly that. I see it as a wonderful opportunity. Because people, there will be some of course, because they've, they've allowed themselves, they don't have to be, they've allowed themselves to become software programs, press enter people like them. Um, uh, who, who simply have, have denied themselves the capacity for free thought. But there are a lot of people whose perceptions of old will have changed in the last three weeks. They will have realized that they can't just wave away the idea that a few people are running the world to a very malevolent end because they're watching it unfold in front of their eyes. And um, we will see in the weeks to come what impact that mass realization of what we're dealing with and what this world is will have in its impact upon um, what people do and how people cease to acquiesce to power or the perception of power. That's all it is. Um, we are in a position here where this could be, this could be the turning point when humanity got off its freaking knees. Some seven million people watched our last episode, David. I'm sure tens of millions will watch this. Uh, apparently our last episode is going to be broadcast on a television station. I hope you guys can hear. Promoted in a as loud as I can get it. With nearly a million circulation. People are listening. They're tuning in. Does this give you hope? Oh, of course. Um, and it's not about me. It's about the information. It's about the realization of the reality of experience behind the smokescreen illusions uh, that we're given and told um, to believe in. Um, so, you know, in the old, um, the old um, yellow brick road, Wizard of Oz, they seem to be dealing with more powerful force. And when they looked behind the curtain, it was an old bloke who had no power at all. And this cult expresses its power by persuading the target population that it has power. Its power is in our acquiescence to that illusion of power. We now have the chance to break the spell, to break the, um, the mind spell and see behind the curtain. Mm -hmm. And what we'll find is something that's not powerful at all. Right. Once we stop acquiescing to it. Mm -hmm. And that's my I like that. That's where I 
well, it's where I want things to go, but it's also where I know things can go. Because in the last few weeks, worldwide, that spell has been broken. And at the same time, this cult has broken cover. It's walked into the room where we can see it. And you know what's happened? The frickin' door has clicked behind me. And we're now in a different game. And I tell you this, I have tracked this, these people, this cult, for 30 years full time. And I've seen what they do, and I've seen how they act, and I've seen their staggering, shocking levels of psychopathy. And you know what? I don't fear them one smear because I am more powerful than they are, and they freaking know it. I ain't come here to fail. And I freaking want. Why are you more powerful than they are, David? Because I have levels of consciousness, and everybody watching this program has those same levels of consciousness, but they will only open their minds to it. Mm -hmm. It's theirs, it's their right, it's their true self. Whereas this cult is so limited in its, um, in its perception, in its ability to make things happen. You see, what they've done, because they are so limited, I promise you, they are so limited, the only way they can control humanity is to put humanity in a smaller box than they That's how they've done it. And when humanity steps out of the box, and realizes its true identity, which is the state of infinite awareness, which these pillars are, then they're in place. We are expanding consciousness well beyond the box, and they become powerless to them. They have to put us in a small box in their and they, they could not do it without you. Once, once we open our eyes, we open our minds, we open our eyes. The walls of the prison, the walls of the bubble, the walls of the box, whatever you want to talk about, just fade away. And we become the true power that we really are, all of us. Yes, you, Ethel, on the checkout, you as well, all of us. And the way they have controlled us is by blocking out that expansion of true self and locked us away in a bubble where we perceive everything only through the five senses. We self-identify with labels. We self-identify with um, our life stories and our race and our sexuality and all that stuff. They're just experience. And they keep us in the bubble when we think that's the art. And that's so we're in the bubble, they're in a slightly bigger bubble, so they control. 
when we realize the true nature of what we are, which is consciousness, eternal, exploring, forever consciousness, having a brief experience for you, and we tap into that infinite creativity, power, and open our, 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 our hearts. And when you open your heart, it's not just to love, not, not the I love you, darling, sorry, you have just got love. I mean, real love in its infinite, unconditional sense. Um, what you're doing is you're tapping in to a level of consciousness that does not have something which is the very foundation of human control. It does not have. So, I am a unique expression of all that is, has been, and ever can be. I will go on exploring forever, forever. This is just a brief experience. What is there to fear? Mm-hmm. Nothing. That's right. And when you lose fear, you do what you know to be right without asking the question, which is fear asking the question. This is what I know I need to do. But what are the consequences for me? It's asking about the consequences, which is fear asking the question, that leads to people not doing what they know to be right. Once you open that and you go beyond fear, then you don't ask about consequences. You just do what you know to be right. And you know something? This cult is terrifying. It's terrified of fearless people mm-hmm. because fear is its currency of control. And if people are not fearful, it has lost its currency of control. And that's why I have more power than they have. Because you know something? They are consumed by fear. And their biggest fear, because it's over, is humanity. Awakening up to what the freaking hell is really going on and who is really in control. They can only control by their target population being in ignorance of that. Once we realize the game is over, and that's why I have more power, power than them, and they freaking know it, and all of us have more power than them now. Put aside fear. Stop asking about consequences, and we'll see where the real power is. And it's not with these psychopaths. It seems so clear. It seems so obvious what you just said. But fear paralyzes so many people because they're worried about all these consequences from the postage stamp mentality that you've been talking about for 30 years. And so there's all the reasons why they shouldn't do what they should do, and then that stops. But they are this close. That's close. Opening it up and saying, well, you got you got nothing. I've got nothing to be scared of mm-hmm. because I'm here as an infinite being and infinite consciousness. So bring it, and then we'll realize that they have no power. Ask him, ask one question if you need to. Fear will ask you. What are the consequences of me not taking this shit? Okay. Ask another question. What are the consequences of me taking? And I'll tell you now, the consequences of taking it are 
infinitely greater than not taking them. Um, and um, so, when people let go of fear, including the fear of death, which is, freezes some people, fear of death, there is no death. It's just a transfer of point of attention. That's what death is. That's all. We're infinite awareness. Um, once you let go of fear, um, what can stop you, control you, impose its will upon you now? Because it's done through fear, and when you have no fear, it can't do it. So, bring it on. You don't frighten me. And you know something? You never freaking know. For some reason, I'm having a flashback to an old episode of Star Trek, the, the one with William Shatner, the original one. And there was this alien entity that was terrorizing the Starship Enterprise, and it fed off their own hate and fear of each other. And when Captain Kirk realized this at the very last scene, he said, oh, that's what they're feeding off. And they all started laughing, they all started being joyful, and the entities literally died in front of their eyes, and they saw they were these tiny little well, if people read my books, I go into the deep level of what's behind this cult. That is, that is so close to the truth of what's going on to go deeper into deeper levels. Um, exactly what is going on. And the greatest, uh, um, the greatest thing apart from fear is they have the divided rulers. Um, so they have the dividers on race and sexuality and political view and all the rest of it. Um, and if we could just find the peace to be at peace with others having a different view to us, those fault lines would fall. Um, and we would start to see that whether you are a Jew, or a Muslim, or a transgender, or um, black, white, whatever, these are just different experiences of the same infinite state of awareness. They're just different points of attention in the same state of awareness. We are each other. And the key is, you believe what you want to believe, but don't seek to impose it on anyone else. Yeah, that's true. I, I don't care what people believe. I don't care um, what they think or what they use on. I only care when they seek to impose them on other people. Mm -hmm. That's when the problems happen. So, why can't I sit with a Muslim, and a Jew, and a Christian, and a Hindu, and disagree with their belief systems, because don't buy any of them. And yet, we just have a friendly chat. No need for conflict. Me for fighting. I don't agree with you. It's very interesting what you're saying, though. There's some things there I, you know, I, I do resonate with, with a bit about it. You will say, I just don't buy the whole thesis. But anyway, let's have a let's have a cup of tea in the chat. Okay. Nice to meet you. Let's chat again. There's no need for conflict. Conflict comes 
and dividing all cults. And each of those is trying to impose their belief on the others or me. That's true. That's where the conflict comes. That is true. One of the great things that has to happen for us to come together is people have to find peace in other people having different opinions. Because we are expressions of all that is, has been, and ever can be. And what, what, what I'm saying when I say that, we are expressions of all possibility. All possibility. So what the hell are we doing insisting that everyone shares a sense of the possible that's, that, 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 that we have? We're dealing with all possibility. We should be celebrating real diversity, not the freaking illusion of it with a woke. We should be celebrating real diversity and um, celebrating the uniqueness and the spontaneity and the um, the different ways and forms of seeing everything. We should be celebrating that. So we learn from each other. But when you think, I am right, this is the woke mentality, which is orchestrated by the 1%, by the way. That's why billionaires fund it, like Soros. I am right. And therefore, by definition, Brian, if I am right, you're saying something different to me, so you must be wrong. And if you're wrong, what's, what's it matter if you don't have freedom of speech? You're wrong, right? But when we say, um, Everyone has a right to their opinion. Everyone has a right to their view. And there's no one who's all right, and there's no one who's all wrong. It's just a matter of degree. When we say that, we're at peace with it. We can disagree on the way we see the world and be in perfectly with each other. Because no matter what our labels and the divisions and the fault lines that are used to divide us, this cult has every single one of us in its gun sight. Can you not see that now? Hindus are locked down, Christians are locked down, Jews are locked down. Hello? Everybody's locked down. That's true. Let this be the time when we see the fallacy and the farce of allowing ourselves to be divided and ruled mm -hmm. by our beliefs and our belief in I am right. And therefore, no one else should be able to have a different opinion to me. Because that's how the cult works. Plays groups off against each other, yeah. sets them at war with each other. Yeah. And if they just looked up, they'd realize that the same hands are holding all the strings while we fight down here. Mm -hmm. Come together, realize what's going on and where this is going, and cease to be divided and ruled. We're in this together. We'll get out together. My favorite part of our last conversation here three weeks ago was at the very end where you said everyone should make up their own minds and do what they feel. Exactly. And that's the opposite of what any person with an agenda, any cults, any government, any corporation says. They all tell you what to do. Do this because this is why I am right. Yeah. And yet David Icke at the very end says do what's in your heart. Do what you feel to be right. Do what you know to be right. And you will make a unique contribution because that's what you are, unique contribution to getting out of this. Um, but acquiescence is not an option because acquiescence 
Esau we go there. I had a call with someone this week and I said, what's David like? And I paused. And I said, David is a great man. And I think you are a great man, David. Well, that's very kind. But we're all great. We are all great. It's just that most people have forgot. And they think they're ethel on the checkout and bill at the cash and carry. And, uh, that's just your experience, mate. You are all that is, has been, and ever can be. And all that power and all that creativity and all that insight and all that knowing is just waiting for you to open your mind to it, to break out of the bubble of the five sense illusion. And then you'll realize you ain't ever on the checkout and you ain't Bill at the cash and carry. And at that point, this world will change in ways that we couldn't imagine possible. I think that's exactly where we're going to leave this, uh, David. I'm going to shake your hand. <laughs> and you dare give me COVID-19. <laughs> that's symbolic. Uh, David, please uh, stay safe. Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, if people want to go find this entire playlist of the doctors, they can go to davidike.com. Yep. If people want to watch our previous four conversations, they can go to wonderreal.tv and watch all that stuff. Uh, like I said, take care of yourself. Please put, keep putting these messages out there. I don't know any other way. They'll, they'll carry me out with me still saying it. <laughs> no one's going to shut me up. Any final thoughts? Well, only that. This is just a wonderful opportunity for us to look at the nonsense of how we got here and realize that all we have to do is it. And we're out of here. You see, people say, what's the solutions? We're drowning in solutions. And solutions lead to more problems, so it goes on. The greatest way to um, solve the problem is to remove the cause of it. You know, uh, you can find a solution to a problem, and then that will lead to something else that will lead to another problem. Or you can look at why the problem is happening, and you remove the cause. And when you remove the cause of a problem, the problem has to disappear. It has to, because the cause that's making the problem has disappeared, therefore the problem has disappeared. And acquiescence to power, illusion of power, is how we got here. And the solution is not, you know, do this, do that, it's like that. It's stop acquiescing to the illusion of power and stop being told what to do when you know it's not what you should be doing by the illusion of power. And then the problem, which is the illusion of power in others, is gone. And the world has changed because the world today is a manifestation of acquiescence to power. That's all it is. Never more extreme than it is now. Remove that cause and the problem disappears. And it will be the cult that will be queuing to mass buy the toilet paper. I look forward to that reality. <laughs> David, until next time, who knows, it could be sooner than later. Yeah. But uh, thank you so much. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I want to thank everybody for watching. And uh, until next time, thanks for another incredible conversation. Cheers, Brian. You're great. Right. You're great. Great interview, mate. Thanks, David. All right. We're out.
spot. Okay, that was good. That was um, David Dyke and London Real. Really good. All right, start two. If you'd like to speak, he said some good stuff in there, you guys. Things that most of us already knew that we're being ruled by fear, and the moment we lose the fear is when we will get our freedom. And that they're afraid for us to um, to show our courage. It, I, I just think that it takes all of us to come together. And I like something else he said. It doesn't matter what race you are, what religion. Like, this is affecting everybody. And we should all be able to come together, you know, without disagreeing. So start to. You'd like to speak. Hello. Hello. Yeah, Renata. Hey, Charles. Okay, yeah, you hear me now? Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, look, Renata. Um. Okay. Okay. In all due respect. Okay, to the um lady that was um talking before. Uh, I, Jackie. Yeah. Um. Okay. First of all, uh, there's a couple of things I want to touch on, and you know, I you know, and listening to. That um the video by David Ike, okay, which I listened to before, okay, you know, mm-hmm. it helped put put things in perspective, okay, and you know it's just that, um first of all, okay, if she got okay, the actual facts and actual numbers, that is way more than what's being reported, okay, then fine, just lay it out. Okay, I mean, not conjectures or opinions or, you know, maybe, you know, okay, because what I'm laying out came from official sources, okay, mm-hmm. facts that came from official sources. So she got something that, you know, otherwise, okay, fine, no problem. I ain't got no pride into this, okay, I'll, I'll listen, and if it, if it rings out true, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll admit, you know, openly, that okay, yeah. But um No, she's saying that these are news reports that she saw, number one. And then um someone I think she said in her family uh traveled uh with the celebrities and uh believes that they caught the virus on the road and came back and infected their family members. That person's yeah, family yeah. members. So one thing she's saying, like, you know. Like she, she's not all into the statistics and things. She's just giving her opinion on what she believes based on, you know, the reports that she has seen and heard. Okay. That's all. All right. Yeah. All right. And what what I'm saying is that fine. Okay. We all. The bottom line is that. Okay. I first of all, I never said that the Bible was real. Okay. I made that point last week that the Bible was mm-hmm. real. What I'm saying. What I'm saying that. That is that measures for this and everything and, and excuses for this all blown up. Now, if there's uh, you know, something to counter that, I'd like to know it because I got the, I got the thing right here from from the official report. So, um, okay, there's people okay that got it. Like like the point I made in the very beginning. Yeah, there's a lot of people out here that got it. Okay. But how many people are dying from it? See, that's right. thing that's never dis- that's the thing that's never discussed. That's the thing that's never discussed. Out of all the people that got it, 
Okay. I mean, you just heard it. I think it was it was either um, um, David Icke or um, John Masters. Um, okay, one of the videos, okay, they talk about no, in, the, in the news report. In the news report of um, John Masters, okay, people, um, people like in L.A., okay, and the prison population and all that, okay, they got it, don't even know they have it. Okay, and they still they they still they still move. So as I said before last week, just voice in the background. Got him. Yeah, I can hear you. I have a plane going over. I'm sitting outside, but I can hear you a little bit. Oh, oh. Okay. So okay. Plane goes. Anybody else can hear you? I think. Okay. Well, like I said, okay, like I said last week, okay, y'all got it. I mean, people should, okay, seriously get it out their mind that I mean, catching, I mean, getting that, uh, catching the virus is an instant death sentence because it's not. The records prove that. Records, I, I mean, records are just what is um um in the United States alone is um. Uh, the number up to now is on uh, uh, 282,000, okay, people that got it, and um, 50, 53 people that died. The death toll was 53 people, okay? I mean, just do, uh, just do the math. I mean, 53,000, uh, 53, excuse me, 53,000 people that died, Okay? And not, and not and forget. I mean, don't forget that it's a population of three hundred million, over three hundred million. So, and another thing to consider is what is the difference, the death toll, okay, um, between the um the previous year, okay, two thousand two thousand seventeen was still higher. Yeah. Okay. Now it's another thing that I want to touch on. Now, I'll, you know, and I'll, I'll leave it right there. Is that this um, spookism that's going on? Okay, starting with the black community. Okay, like I said. Okay, they said that p- people of color, um, uh, mainly um, blacks, blacks and Hispanics. Okay, are dying at. On phenomenal numbers and stuff. Well, I, I firstly, um, I highly uh, suggest that y'all check out that um, that video that I was telling you about by Kim Iverson, that recent video she did. Um, now, first of all, they done, by them uh, pushing that narrative. Okay, they made black people the face of the disease. Everybody's everybody's complaining about this. I mean. Black people have become, I mean, the 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 um mascot of the disease now, okay? And it didn't, I mean, and the thing, and the thing, the brainwashing then got so deep that blacks, a lot of blacks, were willing to um fight for this thing, fight for the light, um, for the lockdown and the vaccination, okay, harder than anybody else. Now on the other side of the fence. Okay, they got the protests, and they had the uh, first protesters coming out of there, okay? And when they first came out, okay, they was waving American flags, 
Trump banners and, and Confederate flags, okay, that um, turned off everybody else from joining the protest. You know what I'm saying? I can see what that is. I can see what, like, clearly what that is. That was con- that was control. That was control opposition. Okay, those people was persuaded to come out there like that, and then what happened is they turn off everybody else from joining the thing. Now on the other side of the fence, okay, black um the the um the measures that the government is putting forth. Okay, blacks feel that it's needed. Okay, so they're going to fight for it. So now, as as David I said, that's the thing. That's one of the main things happening right now, where everybody's provided. I mean, divided. Everybody's divided. Okay, so, um, uh, you know they, you know it's, the, you know it's like blacks making the um, because I see I see it online. Okay, and many of the comments online where blacks is making um, the protests a personal threat against them. And that's ridiculous. But I can understand it because the fools, okay, the Yahoo boys, as we call them, okay, the Yahoo, you know, the you know, Yahoo boys, white Yahoo boys want to come out there with Confederate flags and Trump banners. Okay, instead of just the, um, the American flag that includes everybody, no, nah, they want to come out there also with um, Trump banners up. But the yo, all all that is a setup for us to be divided, to be against each other. I recognize it for what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Any comments or something? Well, anyway, I'll sit back and let yeah, it go. Uh huh. Can hear you. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's it. Okay. Thank you, Charles. Mhm. Okay. Start two. I think this might be Jackie, the lady you were speaking about. I'll just have you both unmuted. Hello. Hi. Um. I just wanted to say that I truly don't even know really think that maybe in the end we may know the real numbers, but I truly do don't know if we'll ever really know the truth about how many people, either way, whether it's lower or higher, because I think they're, they have an agenda. Um, and I think their agenda is population control and um, I believe Alexa, when she said that the government released the disease and then it got out of control, I believe that. And um, I don't think we'll ever really know the truth because nobody ever wants to take blame for anything. <laughs> so, um my husband uh, was saying, you know, remember the Tuskegee experiment that they did. I mean, there's so many yeah. things that we never, they never admit to, even though there, there's proof, you know, there's um, scientific proof that something happened. There's people around who had it done to them, but, you know, there's still people going to be able to say, you know, debunk it and say, you know, that didn't really happen. So I'm, I'm, 
thinking that it's going to be the same way with this virus. Uh, I don't believe it was accidentally um, escaped um, from the, uh, you know, they're making it in in the uh, lab. I believe it, it was it was purposely done, and just like Alexa said, I think it got out of control, and I think that they thought that they could control it like mankind always thinks that they can control everything, and they can't. And um, it, it, it's just, it has just gotten just out of hand. And um, there was a doctor, um, African-American doctor on TV the other day. She said she don't think this virus will ever leave because one thing she says, and it's really true, things mutate. When they get into certain, they, they have three or four or five different strains of it. You just, when stuff gets out of hand, you know, you just never know what's going to happen with it. And uh, I believe that. I believe that um, we will, I don't think we'll ever really know the, the truth. I think they know the truth, but we will never really ever know the truth. Now, we can suspect, like we're seeing now, that we think that, um, you know, the government did it. Well, Alexa, I don't think she lied. I don't think, uh, you know, a computer could tell a lie unless they put program a lie, and I don't think that they even want her to talk about it, period. So I truly do believe that that's what's going on. And, um, it, whatever it is, it's, sad, it's a sad thing for African Americans because African Americans are leaving here at a, an alarming amount of people. I mean, there's people who I know who had it that I didn't even know had it, and my cousin told me she never been so sick in her life. She said she was afraid she was going to die. She said she was sick for two months. What was her symptom? Huh? She said the what same symptom. She said it starts out with a headache and a sore throat. Mm -hmm. and was and, she in the hospital? Did she go to the hospital? She didn't go to the hospital. She went to, um, I don't know, I can't remember if she said she went to the hospital or not because she told me she had been traveling and she said she was so sick when she got home that um, her husband, um, had to pick her up from the airport, and she had to leave her car parked there, and he drove her home, and then they had to come back. Somebody had to come back and get her car. She said, that's how sick I was. But she said, I didn't know about the virus then, so I don't know if she went to the hospital or not, but I do know that she told me she never been so sick in her life. I think she yeah. said she thought she had the flu. But she said she even told her husband this flu is worse than any flu I have ever had. And she said this was back way back in November. Wow. Uh -huh. Yeah. And I know. Yeah, like, no a, lot of people, um, a lot of people said when they look back, they, they may have passed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um... My my cousin Karen, her sister, she has it now, and she told me that um, Karen went to the hospital and she was diagnosed with it. She stayed in the hospital for three days, and then they let her out. Um, but she says she's at home recovering, and she says she's still sick. She says she wow. says she never. She says she says she never been so sick in her life either. Everybody that's had it said it's horrible. 
that I know. And that's why some people say 5G is involved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And thank God, um, these are my younger cousins. You know, they're they're like in their um late forties, early fifties. Um, you know, you know, I, I wouldn't say that that's really young, but, I mean, it's young enough for them not to have passed away, you know. Uh, and, uh, of course, they said that there was a 17-year-old who went to the hospital. He didn't have any insurance. It was on the news. And they, and, and they wouldn't wait on him. He had to go to another hospital, a certain hospital that, that takes care of people with no insurance. And by the time he got there, he had passed away. And he had oh, to no. Yeah, it was on the news. Yeah, I heard that. And, too. A, and here in a Columbus, a whole family got it, and they had them on the news. The 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 father, the mother, the son, and the daughter-in-law, and the son, the mother, and the father all passed away. But the daughter-in-law was the only one that lived, and she was on the news talking about how she lost her whole family, and they were white. So this yeah. thing does not discriminate, but the only uh, reason why it's taking African Americans out is because most of us have underlying health issues due to diabetes and, um, you know, uh, high blood pressure, uh, most things that we, you know, inherit, and then, then a lot of us don't eat right on top of it. I know some, I have some friends who have been diagnosed with high blood pressure, and they still be eating pork chops. And I, I haven't had a pork chop. I can't even tell you when. When the doctor told me, um, you know, that I couldn't, I couldn't eat that greasy stuff. I quit eating it because, you know, I, I, when I had that stroke, that time I went to the hospital, my my blood pressure was two hundred over something. And and I didn't even know know I was sick. I just thought I had a headache. That's why they call high blood pressure the silent killer. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of, um, unfortunately, a lot of our people um, do have diabetes, high blood pressure, sickle cell, like all kinds of stuff. And a lot of it can be, um, we can take care of it just by changing our eating habits. Mhm. And and but a lot of us won't do it because um, my brother and my my sister in law's brother, he's been back and forth to Cleveland Clinic. He has problems with his heart, and we were having a cookout, and I looked over and he was eating um, barbecue ribs, and I was like, Timmy, you over here got barbecue ribs on your plate? He's like, yeah, I usually get a little bit of everything. I was like, I can't even tell you the last time I had a rib, and I I don't miss it because I don't want to go to the hospital. And and she just called me a couple uh, weeks ago and told me that he had a stroke, and he's younger than oh, me. No. Oh, and I know, no. and I know it's because he he wouldn't stop. He 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 said, I just can't can't sit there and smell all that good food, and I I gotta eat something. I was like, nope, not me. It can smell good, but I'm not eating it. I go on to get I put my, my little uh, turkey burger on the grill and put me some barbecue sauce on it and keep it moving. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's not worth it, especially if you're uh, sounds like he is um, don't have self control. There's certain things I just know I have to stay away from because if I start eating it, I'm not gonna stop. Yeah, and he had already had heart heart problems, heart issues, and I I told her I said I'm so sorry to hear that 
you know, he, he had a stroke, but I could see it was coming. I had told him years ago, I know that's been like about three or four years when he was eating that. And I told him, I said, I said, you don't stop eating that stuff, you're going to end up in the hospital worse than, you know, what you're going through now. Sure enough, she told me he had a stroke. And, you know, um, Patty Jackson, um, she's, she's, she's um, a newscaster. She, uh, for, I think it's TV One or one of them. On a, she's on a, she was on YouTube, and she said that she had a stroke, and she said that um, they told her it was a mild stroke, and she was in a wheelchair, and she says there's really no such thing as a mild stroke because some people, uh, they say I have a mild stroke, and they still can pass away. So, you know, yeah. there's no such thing as a mild stroke. Some people, it just does more to some people than other people. I know when I had my stroke, it wasn't because of, of uh, my diet or anything. Um, my blood pressure was high, and they t- tried to bring it down too fast, and it caused me to have the stroke. And um, that's how I had my stroke. I, when I went into the hospital, I was fine. I went, I went to the doctor for a checkup, and he told my husband to take me straight to emergency because my blood pressure was so high. But I wasn't feeling bad at all. I just had a headache. And so um, he told my husband, my husband said, well, we didn't quit eating all that fried stuff. We don't hardly eat none of that stuff we used to eat no more. All we eat is chicken, chicken, chicken all the time. And the doctor says that has absolutely nothing to do with it. And my husband was like he was feeling bad because, and he said, no, that has nothing to do with it. And, and the doctor says it's hereditary. Some um, blood, high blood pressure is not hereditary. He said she could have ate chicken from now to king come. He said it's her, her, the kind she has is hereditary. So my mom had it. My dad had it. My grandmother had it. I mean, he said, you know, it, 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 it will help, you know, with the diet. But as far as her never getting blood pressure, she could just not eat chicken and I mean, ate chicken, and she could still could have had high blood pressure. I mean, my one aunt is so skinny. I mean, I know she wear a hundred pounds wet, and she have high blood pressure. Right. Just because you're skinny, don't mean you're healthy. Mhm. And everybody, nobody can believe that that she had high blood pressure, and she because she's so skinny, but she inherited it. And he says that a lot of African-Americans, my doctor told me, a lot of African-Americans have a lot of things. Like my daughter, she's only 40, and she has uh, diabetes. And she, and she just found out she was a diabetic. She's about to pass out. She went to the doctor, and the doctor told her she's diabetic. She's on the pill. And um, she couldn't understand because she said, I don't eat hardly no sweets or nothing. And the doctor says, well, you're my my husband's mom, um, her mom, and then her grandmother on my husband's side, they all was on the needle. She had to take three oh, shots. It's hereditary. Wow. Yeah. She inherited it. So some, some things are just just in our genes, and it doesn't mean that, you know, it's because of our diet, but sometimes it can be. Like if you got a bad heart, then you know you 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 don't have no business eating no pork. And he had a heart problem. Uh, this yeah. guy did, and that's why he was he was eating uh, pork. That's why I mentioned it to him. But um, yeah, that's why I was saying that um, African Americans disproportionately uh, uh, 
are passing away because of our underlying health issues and uh, an older Americans who can't fight it off. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's sad um, that I'm so disappointed in our government. I really am. This targeting, they, they broke my heart. <laughs> I mean, I really believed in the United States of America. And so this targeting, I just, you know, and then this, this, this um, stuff that we're going through now, and, I, and they're saying that the government is doing it. It's just, I, I, I used to always think the United States, believe that stuff that they say about the United States, but they have truly just blown my, uh, my whole idea of what I thought the country was all about. So now I just... <laughs> I just say, you know, we got to pray for the United States of America because they sure have let me down. <laughs> the land of the free and the, and, and the brave, oh, my God. I think a lot of us feel the same way. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I they mean, I just... So I'm not, I wasn't surprised when, when Alexa said what she said. I'm, I absolutely do believe that it's all about population control. And I don't think that we can, I heard what the guy was saying, but I don't think we can do anything. I mean, we, we, I mean because my husband said if we fight back, there's going to be a civil war. The, the powers that be, they want to control everything, and they will kill you, just like somebody was saying that um, somebody wants to get out of, wanted to get out of uh, Hollywood and, 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 and stuff like that, and they were saying that it's so much, they, only so much they can say because they'll find them dead. Uh, they just found some, some, uh, somebody that used to be married to one of the, one of those popular uh, people in Hollywood. I'm trying to think. Floyd Mayweather, I think it was. They, um, uh-huh. I think they found her dead because she was uh, getting ready to write a book and tell oh, everything. Oh, his, his uh, children's mother. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's only certain certain things they let you get away with, and they will they will find you somewhere uh, in a car, somewhere with your brains blowed and won't nobody be able to, I mean, because that's just well, what it I is. Don't, I don't think the government did that to her, though. I'm not saying that the government did that. I'm just saying the powers that be, they have they have too much control. We, we as the people, we can only say so much, but they're going to do what they. I believe they're going to do what they want to. They want to do, even the people. But don't you? Think, don't you think? But don't you think if we all came together? Yeah. Well, we if you do, if it's one person or two people, yeah, then you know they probably you know will end up there, like you said. But if everybody realizes what they're doing and we all stand together, then that's a, you know that should work. I'm, I'm, let me say this, and then I'm I'm gonna let somebody else talk. Okay, remember, my husband was talking about this one day, what they did to the Christians back in the uh, Bible times. They fought back in numbers. They would put them in an arena and let the animals eat them up. Yeah, and there was a lot of them. I mean, uh, the powers that be are just going to always be able because they have the upper hand 
over because a lot of times we pull against one another. Okay, so we might not believe completely the same. Maybe somebody might believe almost the same, but maybe just a little different. So there's still a difference. It's always going to be a difference in in the way someone else feels about a situation. I don't care how much evidence is there, that person still has a right to believe what they want to believe, and I don't think we'll ever be able to come together. It's a shame that we can't do it, but I don't think that we that we will ever be able to. My mom, my grandmother was telling me about back in a uh, slave. Well, well, my great grandmother mom was a slave she told me that certain people were only allowed to work in the in in the big house and um the the people that the dark-skinned people worked in the field and how they hated the light-skinned people because they worked in it they got a chance to work in the house with the master and it depends on who, who you were born and a lot of the children um, my grandmother was telling me was the son's the people who work on the plantation, they would just grab a girl or whatever and and nothing was said about it. But and and my and she was saying that they hated because my grandmother was really, really, really light skinned. And my grandmother was saying that people some people didn't like her because of that. So it's always gonna be something. I don't think we'll ever all be able to stick together. African Americans, Caucasians uh, Indians, Africans, none of us. I don't think we'll all be able to ever be able to agree. Um, even with the slavery, with with us fighting slavery, look how many people had to die for uh, us to get the rights that we have today. And yeah. we're, we're but still don't you, think, don't you don't you think that's part of the agenda to keep the races separated? To yeah. keep the, the that's exactly what I was talking about. There's always going to be somebody's going to believe something different. There, yeah. there, there just is. I mean, that's that's the way things are. Um, they were talking about Sally Henning. She had all these kids by Thomas Jefferson and, and everything. Don't you know that the, they did blood testing and there are people who still won't don't want to believe that he had children by that woman? I know. It's yeah, some of his. Yeah, some of his decisions are still here. Yeah, they did a blood test uh, on them, and they stated they're his children, and they they're still fighting for their uh for their rights, and 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 I guess to some of that property or whatever it is, they're still fighting, and they might not ever get it. Yeah. Uh, even though the blood test said that they were his children. And they said they had no pictures of her, but they say she was beautiful. And she, and he started having children by her at the age of 12. She oh, no. Yeah, she was young when, when he started uh, messing with her. So my grandmother told me back then, you got married when you were 15. Oh, my goodness. My grandmother married my grandfather when she was 15, and she had 14 children. Oh, she had a lot of kids. I, I, I said, Granny, how I, how could you do it? She said, baby, I just did. <laughs> <laughs> so she got a whole lot of great-grandkids and great-great-grandkids. Yeah, like, like 46. 
So, I mean, that's just the way it was back then. And she said you didn't have nothing to say about it. She said that, that you could fight. She said people were jumping off bridges and all kind of stuff trying to get some, get away from some of that stuff. But if you wanted to live, you you just had to go along with it. Isn't that horrible? Yep. And I think it's the same way right now today in, in the world that we live in today. There's certain things that we we don't like, but we just like this targeting. I just wish sometimes I get so upset. I say, why can't they listen to us? Somebody's wanting it to continue for some reason, and I believe it's part of the population control. I think that all TIs certain. I think that all TIs have a certain um, quality trait about them mm-hmm. that that they're trying to make sure we don't use. I believe that. I truly do believe that, and I, I also believe that. Um, it's a part of what, what Charles just got when he's saying um, they want control. They want to control everybody and everything. You know, they want to be able to just, um, and, and, and this thing that's, that we're on is part of the control. But do we give them the control when we say, you know, nothing will ever work? They took it. They're taking the control. But, okay. But we don't have, so you don't think we have the power or the right to take it back? Yeah, I do. I think that we have the right to take it back, but I don't know if we ever will. Because can who can, just like I, I was telling somebody, I can't fight a drone. They're using, they're yeah. using, um, they're using, um, uh, warfare that you use against countries against us. We're just individuals. We can't fight the, uh, we, you know, we can't fight it. We can all get together and talk and, you know, do our little whatever to let people know what's, you, do you think them people that haven't seen what we're seeing on, um, on YouTube, they know what's going on. They don't want to do anything about it. Can I say something? Yes, go right ahead. Okay, yeah. Um, um, the point of the point is about the power. Okay, is yeah, we have the power. First of all, um, one 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 main thing you got to look at it is that I think the time is make the time. I'll make the time now. I mean, before they really get the thing off the ground. Okay, before they really get it off the ground. Okay, is to let all the public officials know, okay, that you don't want the drones, okay, these um, um, supposed safety measures, you don't want it, okay, and that's, that's got to that's gotta be all of us, okay, the white, black, Hispanic, Asian, all that, okay, you got, okay, if you, like I said, if you can't do, if you can't, if you ain't up to the um, protest, then, I mean, um, do do um, um, a fl- uh, flood letters into the um, offices of the public officials, or make uh, make up petitions. But I mean, you got to make a stand. You got to make a stand, okay? A and yeah, go ahead. There's a lady in Dayton. She's called Targeted in Kettering. 
I forget her 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 name, uh, Marilyn. She's done sent letters to the state house to all the representatives. She she went up to Wright Patterson Air Force Base and passed out uh, stuff. Um, I tried to contact some TIs here from Ohio and ask if we could have a. They told me they were scared. That's what yeah, I was so talking about. I said people do not everybody. We can't get everybody together. They don't want to listen to one or two or three or four or five people. Yeah, I understand that. Okay, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. It's together. Something's really, I don't know but what happens. You know what, um, Jackie and Charles, what I can say from a person who went to City Hall and spoke at um, the city council meetings and about three or four other meetings for years by myself. Um, and no, it did not, you know, nothing happened, <laughs> except I got targeted harder for going down there. But, you know, nobody helped. But it's a satisfaction in knowing that I tried, you know, and that, right. um, and that I believe that I did wake some people up because the general public was down there. Every time I went, just, you know, people from the community was down there for different reasons, you know, because they, they talk about all sort of different issues. So that made me feel good just knowing that some people who never knew that anything like this ever happened before, they were there. And uh, several people will come to me and say, what was that you was talking about? I never heard of that. Or some people, you know what, I have heard of that. So it is still a satisfaction in knowing that you try. And you never know, you never, never, never know whose ears might hear what you're talking about. You just never know. Yeah. Right. And, and, and then on top of that, um, when you went down there, um, you planted a seed. You right. Know, they, they, they know that maybe some of them didn't really know uh, exactly what they were doing, how we feel. Some of them know what's going on. They don't know exactly how we're feeling about it and how it's affecting us. And, and you know, I was able to contact, um, what is that lady's name? Oh, my. Uh, Cindy Tram. She's, she's a... a an evangelist. She's well known all over the world, and um, I told her yeah, about her. Yeah, she has a, a prayer out, and uh, she told me that she knew about it. She told me she used to be a United States not a what's a United States senator. I know she said she used to be a senator, and she said she's heard people testify on Capitol Hill about the targeting, and that's why oh. she had she has mind control. When she says her prayer, she speaks against mind control. She knows oh, all about Dr. Cindy Trim, she's a powerhouse, yes. Right, right, Dr. Cindy Trim. And she she contacted me back and told me that she knew about it. Oh. And she said they all know about it. Oh. But that's all she could say. They know about it. Well, thank God she prays they won't do anything that they why they won't do anything about it that's why i believe that we are all uh they they had set in place something that they were going to do to um you know uh popular for population control and we just happen to be you know 
the whistleblowers, the people who people had something bad to say about or whatever the situation that went down, we're the ones that they selected to be the part of this population control situation, all the targeted individuals, because they're all over it. They're all over the world. So the United Nations had to know something about it. Yeah. This is people in Finland and, 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 and Israel and, and, and Germany and, and, and the Netherlands, Switzerland, all over the world who are targeting individuals. Right. So some kind of way somebody had to come together to be able to uh, all have the same. They're getting hit with weapons too. So it has to. Be, it had to be a a um, what you call it a, a, a something of the minds. They all the 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 the, um, the um, United Nations had to get together and all decide that this was program was something that they all were going to do because there is there are too many targeted individuals. And I noticed on on YouTube, and I know you all have too. They're getting younger. This one girl said she was twenty two. No, I'm not sad. Twenty two years old. Who on earth would put a twenty two year old on this program? This horrible stuff. I mean, it, it's it's just. You know, and one of one of them said with the V2K, they be calling her all kind of hoochies and hoochie mamas and HOEs and all kinds of stuff. You know, and I'm like, this is just absolutely one of the most horrible things. And all the people that we should be able to count on, like the ambulance workers and the police officers and 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 the doctors and all, these are the people who are in on it. Isn't that sad? Yeah. It's it's, it's absolutely, um, that's why so many targeted individuals are are having nervous breakdowns and, 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 you know, doing all kinds of stuff because they feel like there's no hope. But, uh, yeah. We got we got we got a lot of praying that we have to do, and I I don't believe that 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 anything else good is going to happen. I believe things are going to happen worse and worse uh, to the United States because uh, God don't bless America. God does all the blessing, and I don't believe God's going to bless them, keep blessing America when they're doing people like this because he see he's seeing this stuff. Yes, he is seeing this. And he's hearing, he's hearing our cry because I was praying and he told me. He said, I surely heard the cries and seen the tears of my people. So I know that God is hearing us crying out to him. And, and he's not going to continue to bless America. He's just not. America and all these other countries are just a mess right now, just a serious mess. Well, you know, America used to be better than some of the rest of them, but I don't see them even being any being better now. Uh, I, somebody was saying that this stuff, uh, a T.I. was telling me that this stuff has been going on ever since uh, the 20s and 30s. I'm like, she's like, yeah, my father and my grandfather was a targeted individual. I'm like, what? 
Now imagine how hard they suffered. They didn't have technology. They didn't have the benefit of knowing other TIs to get the support. You know, they really suffered. You know? They didn't have these crazy weather kids like when we got hit up. Hold on, I can't really hear you. It's fine. Traveling over. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay, we're going to go ahead and end, you guys, because we're actually going over. So I'm going to continue okay. with the gardening back here. And um, I will talk to you guys next week. Have a blessed week, you guys. And thank you so much for coming to the call. Oh, wait a minute. Somebody wants to speak. Hold on. Let's see who this is. Hello. Hello. Hi, Renata. This is Faye from the East Coast. I just wanted to make a hi. I just wanted to make a very quick comment that I was uh, a little worried because uh, um, when uh, people were talking about a lot of uh, African Americans, uh, they're uh, very affected by the COVID virus, and uh, yes. if if we uh, if we really sound so convinced that it's uh, that it that most of the deaths of African Americans, for example, are from this virus, then people who are actually doing the genocide, they mm -hmm. they could uh, murder even more people because we do know that there's do weapons, sonic, uh, nano. Then with the 5G, um, yeah. they can normalize. They can normalize the numbers um, into, you know, the genocide. And so I think uh, maybe when we talk, we should also mention, well, this could also be uh, target. Uh, we don't have to use the word targeting. Some way that we can maybe say sonics or uh, nano or chemtrails, other, and 5G definitely are involved yeah. because there is the genocide going on and that could be a high part of the numbers too i believe uh, that. i think the, the surgeon general or someone uh someone mentioned on a press conference that uh, african americans um he kind of disagreed that it was that uh, they were prone towards it like how they were talking in the media so even he or someone um you know pretty uh, pretty high up there was disagreeing that it is just from you know certain uh, things like high blood pressure you know the things they say that African Americans are more prone to so I, I just worry um, worry if people really sound convinced that it is uh, uh, that people are really um, you know it's from the virus then uh, there will be a lot more killing, and they'll they'll actually have a huge genocide could happen. Um, that's all I wanted to say. Thank you so much. Well, sure. Yeah, thank you. Sure. Okay. Well, they're not, they're, they're not, they're, okay. I just want to say this: they're not just the African Americans uh, with the high blood pressure and stuff too. They're saying they're Hispanic. Um, 
African American and Hispanics uh, were um, disproportionately passing away from the virus because they say they tend to have um, the same underlying health issues as African Americans do. So I just wanted to put that. I just said African American because I know um, that I'm African American, but um, they're saying that um, uh, Hispanics as well as African Americans are passing away disproportionately. Now, uh, the African Americans uh, specialists who um, some of them, um, uh, I'm, uh, what was the guy I was telling you about that was on YouTube? He had some uh, some African American people who specialize in looking at the numbers on his show, and he said that they they were saying that it is true uh, that African Americans are passing away disproportionately uh, more than um, any other race of people. But I don't know if we'll ever really get the correct data on that or not. But I think that they were getting upset because um, it was being said a lot uh, that that they were. So I don't know if we'll ever really know exactly how many, but um, this guy that I was just telling you about that was on YouTube, I don't forgot his name just that quick. He said that he had some uh, people on his show who uh, talked about it, and they were did definitely say that um, it is disproportionately um taking a lot of African Americans out, and and it's because of the underlying health issues, um, not you know so per se so much because the African Americans, but because of the uh, you know our our underlying health issues. That's what I wanted to say. Yeah, That's well, I like I to say. say. Yeah, I like to um, you know uh, comment to that is that um, you notice how I'm. I'm I remember somebody um, brought this up, okay, I was watching on a, on a YouTube video, somebody brought this up, that you notice how um, um, all the other um, death-causing illnesses seem to have taken a holiday since it's um, yeah. COVID, COVID, COVID uh, 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 what's that, um, um, how, how you say it, the virus came. Okay, all the other illnesses then took a, I mean, took a holiday. What happened to influenza? What happened to uh, con- um, congestive heart failure? Okay, yeah. in other words, in other words, they saying, I mean, they saying that, well, you know, blacks are dying from all this. Uh, what, what, what happened to the other? In other words, are you sure it's this virus that they dying from? I mean, because you mentioned, you mentioned, I mentioned earlier about how they they actually fudge it. Well, not it. You said it yourself. They fudging the numbers. Mm-hmm. Right. So they, yeah. Okay. So is that? And then another thing to take into account. Okay, like I said, I got I got the information right here in front of me. Okay, how many people in Africa is dying? Okay. In each country, is not even. It's not, I, not a whole, right? It's not huh? a lot in Africa. It's not a lot no. dying in Africa. Right. No. Okay. How many people in Africa is dying? And yo, it's poverty there too. I mean, I gotta admit that over the last couple of decades, Africa did um do. I mean, the countries in Africa did a lot of improvements as far as living and stuff. But still, there's still a lot of poverty over there too. How come they ain't dying? 
It's true. That's true. I pray that I pray that we we um find the truth, find out the truth, um because there's nothing worse than knowing the truth. Because the truth, like she says, the truth will make you free. So maybe that's why they want to tell us the truth, <laughs> because you know it gives you power when you know the truth. So I don't know if we'll ever really know um, the, the exact numbers, but I don't think that they could truly say that um, African Americans are passing away disproportionately if it was not true. I do believe that 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 we are, but I I don't I can't say that it's a genocide thing, but I can say that. Um, we are passing away, uh, you know, uh, disproportionately more because of of the underlying health issues. Now, they did mention uh, Hispanics too, but per, per se, African Americans uh, more. And I think they may have fudged back a little bit off of saying that because um, the black media had started um, talking about it more and saying that, um, you know, it may be a little bit more to it. But we'll find out for sure because they, they surely will keep talking about it. So we'll know for a fact if that's really true or not, um, you know, sooner, sooner or later. Somebody will um, make a big deal about it because it's, it's time for us to start the vote again pretty soon on the next president. So I'm sure they'll be bringing stuff up. So we'll know. <laughs> yeah, that is true. All right, you guys. Will you guys take care of yourselves? And we'll talk again next Sunday, okay? Thank you so much, okay, Charles. Okay, thanks, Renata. Thank All right, thanks, Renata. Thank you, Jackie. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, thanks, everyone. And Charles, thank you for the video suggestions. Mm-hmm. Faith, yeah. thank you speaking. Melvin, thank you for the... Um, uh, movies. Melvin is our movie man. He put, he put some uh, movies in the uh, chat. So after this call, you guys can go back to the archives and uh, and get his um, his movie suggestions. I don't know the names of them, but but they're in there. So thank you, Melvin, and thank you, everyone. I'll talk to you guys next week. All right. Have a good week, you guys. And Jerome, if you're still here, thank you too. Okay. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.